Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you reclaim your sovereignty. I'll also be interviewing Dr. Saida Desolet, who shares her personal story of living through a near-fatal sexual assault and how it launched her global movement, Sexual Sovereignty. This powerful movement is changing lives around the world. For men and women who want to learn specifically about Dr. Desolet, please visit DareYourDesire.com. Specifically for women who want to join this global movement, please visit TheDaringProject.com. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Reclaiming your sovereignty. Many of us, when we think of that word sovereignty or sovereign, we think of an entity all unto itself, that it answers to no other person or thing, but to itself. And when we think about that for ourselves, that's actually the boundaries we create for ourselves. Many of us would have no problem defending other people if someone is being verbally assaulted or even physically assaulted, we would stand up for them. Unfortunately, we don't always do that for ourselves. When many things happen in our life, we allow ourselves to be emotionally blackmailed or even mentally blackmailed. And that's something we do to ourselves. For example, if someone were to find out that something traumatic happens to me, or if I'm struggling in my marriage and I don't want anybody to know about it, unfortunately, I've created an emotional blackmail where I can't tell anybody else anything. And in doing that, I'm not able to fulfill my goals and dreams. The internal boundaries that we create for ourselves are one of the most important gifts that you can give to yourself. Just like we would defend people externally, we have to defend ourselves internally. When you can determine what is healthy for you, you then have to hold your thoughts to that same level of accountability. When we practice setting boundaries with people, many of us think that we have to be aggressive about it. The reality is if something is not healthy for you, it is vital and your responsibility to set a limit with somebody. I will not allow you to treat me this way. You do not have the right to touch me. You do not have the right to call me certain names. When you can stand up for yourself, you create this powerful person to whom you're accountable. Maya Angelou once said, people treat us the way we allow them to. If you allow people to treat you a certain way, you've not set the limits for what's healthy for you. So it's important to define what is healthy for you and hold people accountable to that. 
Conversely, it's important for you to hold yourself accountable to that as well. And that goes back to that emotional blackmail that we have for ourselves. The reality is you can't move beyond something if you allow something to have power over you. Going back to that word sovereignty or sovereign, if something has power over you, you're not sovereign. You are accountable to yourself. We are all successful people, but we are only as successful as a level of accountability that we have for ourselves. You're going to hear a fantastic interview in just a few minutes with Dr. Saida Desale. This interview helps you understand sexual sovereignty in a broad holistic standpoint. It's really going to revolutionize how you view the world around you and your place in that world. But I want I wanted to give you a very brief supplemental understanding of what sovereignty is for yourself. And it goes back to the internal and external boundaries you create for ourselves. If you don't create them for yourself and hold yourself accountable, just like you'd hold external people accountable, then unfortunately you're doing to yourself what you will not allow other people to do. Be really mindful of that as you hear this interview. Hold yourself accountable just as you hold others accountable. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. My guest today is Dr. Saida Desale, a thought leader and body philosopher whose main purpose is to empower women through philosophy of sexual sovereignty. This movement helps women claim sovereignty and mandates that men learn to honor it. Welcome to my show. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here, James. Yes, I'm really excited for this as well. You know, though, everything that's happening in the world today, this is such a relevant topic. And I think so many people are going to learn and be inspired by your story and by the sexual sovereignty movement as well. So thank you once again for joining with us. Awesome. <laughs> what type of doctor are you? I'm a doctor of philosophy. So I have my degree in transpersonal psychology and specializing in the psychosexual nature of women. I did not know that you were in transpersonal. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah, that's, we're going to have a great talk then as well. <laughs> Fantastic. So sexual sovereignty, that, those two words alone have different connotations for many people. In other words, different meanings. Why don't we first create the baseline for what that means for you? And so my listeners will have a better understanding of the direction we're going to go. Absolutely. So sovereignty, in an essence, means having full authority or autonomy. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it will be over your own body yes. and your fertility and your pleasure. And I chose the word sexual versus body Mm -hmm. um, sovereignty, because a lot of people were a bit offended by sexual. And they're like, why didn't you just use body? And like, because we innately leave out sex when yes. we think body. And, I, and it's very important to include sexuality in the sovereign piece. And I actually believe it's a human birthright mm -hmm. that we're born, you know, having the right to our own body. We really yes. are. And so that's where that comes from. Well, I think that's, that's wonderful. I'm glad to hear that you encompass all elements of it because sexuality can also be one's biology. It can be one's, obviously, the intimacy factor of it, but there's so many elements to that. And it is important to distinguish those components as well because, like you said, when you look at the spectrum of one's persona, if not all are recognized and validated holistically, well, then we're going to be top-heavy or bottom-heavy and not really be able to holistically thrive in, in society or even in our own life. I completely agree. <laughs> yes. So now how did you come about sexual sovereignty? What was the impetus for this? Yeah. Well, I'm going to share a personal story that's a little edgy because sure. I think that's important to know, mm -hmm. to know because for, for me, embodied leadership is super key. And what I mean by that is the person actually literally lives what 
reach. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that there's a lot more impact with embodied leadership. So what happened many years ago, oh gosh, maybe a couple decades ago, is I, I had to face my own death. And that came about through a, an act of violent rape. Oh, so and yeah, and it was um, the probably the, the rape itself was shocking. I think you just go in a state of shock. Mm-hmm. So you don't really digest it right away. The, the point that woke me up the awakening moment was waking up from a surgery because I had to go um, into an emergency surgery. And the surgeon said, I'm really sorry, but you have two weeks to live. Oh so my that gosh. was the moment. Yeah, that was the moment. That was the moment that just, you know, caught my breath. Um, as a 20 year old woman, I had never thought of my mortality before. Oh my gosh, so of course not. It was a little shocking. Mm-hmm. And then I had to take a few steps back and, and come into my own space and really make a choice, right? Because if an authority figure of that nature, who's just looked inside your own body and you haven't seen what they've seen, tells you, you've got two weeks to live. Um, most of the time you're going to believe them, Sure. but, um, I'm innately rebellious by nature. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow <laughs> there was this feeling in my being like, no, life can, life's just starting. Yes. I, I'm, I want to live. I, and, and it was such a powerful, like all body knowing that even though I didn't know how and I didn't know anything and I was alone, I just, I just chose it. Hmm. So I think that was the, the crucial uh, difference probably for me in, in my healing was a very strong all body choice to, wow. to live and to thrive. Yeah. Well, let me stop you for one second there. First off, thank you so much for sharing that very personal story. I'm, we're very honored that you would share that with us. But I wanted to ask you the specifics of when he told you this, can you think of what was it? So you, you had this aha moment, if you will. Can you really pinpoint that exact thought or that exact moment of, no, I will live and not die? Can, can you really... I don't know, just really pinpoint that particular moment and, and share a little bit more with us with that about that. Yeah. So to, to, here are the factors. I, I mean, I have incredible parents. They weren't present. I have had at that time a really amazing community. I, I grew up with native Canadians, so the First Nations Canadians. And so the first two people I phoned right after getting the news was my mother mm-hmm. and a, a shaman that I would just refer to as uncle. Uh-huh. And my mother said, okay, the first thing you need to do is you need to leave that hospital and go watch a funny movie and laugh. Oh, interesting. Okay. The second, so in the second call, the shaman starts laughing and he says, and he's just laughing so much. I, I start laughing. Like he's laughing like that full belly laugh. Mm-hmm. That's so addictive. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I just told him I'm going to die and he's laughing. This is weird. So he's laughing and he said, look, don't worry. We're going to, we're going to pray for you. You're going to be fine. And so what happened because these two key people in my life didn't go into dread, they didn't mm-hmm. go into doom and gloom. They basically said, change your energy. Yes. Even though they weren't woo woo about it and they, you know, they weren't coming from that place, but, but that's, Basically, what my body myself got from those two people was change your energy about this. And I think that that's what allowed that thought of, I choose to live. Yes. Wow. That's so powerful. And you think about just laughter itself, just from a a biochemical standpoint, you know, laughter, it strengthens a heart. It creates the natural killer cells in one's bloodstream, which can, can 
kill off all the tumorous uh, blood, blood cells. And so when that, it actually helps you live longer. So it's interesting that your mom said that your, the shaman, your uncle was laughing as well. And so to, to think of it from that biological standpoint of what laughter actually does, it's very life affirming. You know, we often heard it said laughter is the best medicine. Well, it's interesting in that death moment, if you will, to have two people say that and what it really does to your body physically, which I think is just really interesting how those things coincide. Absolutely. And, and some people ask, you know, have said, have you been insulted? Were you insulted by that? And I was like, no, <laughs> their joy, their like lack of fear, their mm-hmm. fearlessness around it really empowered me. I, I felt uh, because I had no other ground to stand on. Yes. So if that was the ground, then that was fantastic. And then with that, that's when the sexual sovereignty was created. Yeah. So in that moment, it wasn't created in terms of like a, a language that sure. I could speak about. But it began there, and then the journey of healing myself was mm-hmm. was pretty powerful because there had to be the, the physical healing. Yes. There was some pretty strong physical healing mm-hmm. to do, and then the emotional and psychological, all of that. The germination of that, yes. Exactly. And then I, you know, just I think what happens sometimes when you do something, people are attracted, and I started attracting all these women. They're like, please, we don't know what you're doing, but just teach us. Oh, wow. Right. So that's how it started really organically. And then suddenly I found myself all over the world, 16 different countries. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. You know, teaching this method that had birthed itself through my own healing journey. And that's when the word sexual sovereignty, those words came forward mm. because of what I was witnessing in those groups. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's very, very powerful. When we look at the world today, you know, in the United States, the whole, the, and I'm sure the world as well, the Me Too movement that's, that's happening, which is, it's so unfortunate that it has to happen, but so empowering on the back end of that. I mean, it's, it's just a, a very unified standpoint in so many levels from men even obviously appreciating that, appreciating that even more. When you look at your, the sexual sovereignty that you've created in transforming and, make, and creating like a lifelong path of learning, discovery, and walking to freedom for women. How are you also helping this movement? I obviously don't want to take away from your movement, but how are these coinciding together to really revolutionize and how people really look at women in general? Yeah, I'm glad that you say people because there's also men who have come mm-hmm. forward and said me too. So it's it's actually a human issue Correct. and sexual sovereignty mm-hmm. is for human beings, not yes. specifically just women. So I'm really glad that you you clarified that. And and so the Me Too movement, I think, you know, when you have something that's so deep and profound, but it's not the right time to talk about it. Sure. So for the last couple of decades, it's not been the right time to really publicly bring sexual sovereignty mm-hmm. forward. We've not been ready for that conversation. So the Me Too movement in a way has set the stage for for this, for yes. the, the, the conversation that we need to be having and a creative conversation. Mm. So part, the part of the Me Too that um, I appreciate deeply is just that people are finding their voice and they are yes. asking for accountability, which I believe is needed in all walks of life, in yes. all arenas of life, right? Yes. Overall, it creates that platform. And when one person says something, whether if, if they struggle with finding their voice, but when you have a huge platform, a unified platform, people listen, people take note, you have, you're empowered in a way that you never were before. Yeah. And that's so affirming, so validating. And especially around this issue, James, because I mean, I want to honor you. This is so few people feel comfortable even touching in on this subject to mm. to go there. When I when I was hurt, no one, even my closest friends, wouldn't talk to me about oh my it. Gosh, yeah. Because we're uncomfortable. Sexuality is already an edgy topic. Then you add trauma to it, and it's like, oh god, like mm-hmm. how do you handle this? So the fact that we are now setting a, a conversational stage where we can come forward and share the story. Um, I think that's very important. Where I'd like to see the movement going, which is then would kind of coincide with what I'm doing, is that we 
have people understand that uh, we're not victims. Mm-hmm, correct. We've been victimized, but we're not victims. This is a very powerful understanding to have. And, and I think that was the key piece that really kept me going uh, when I was going through my transformation. Yes. The second part of the uh, movement I think will be very important is to bring in, it's kind of like a pattern interruption, bring in new thought. Mm. And that new thought will be, what would we love? How would we love it to be? Now what? Uh, <laughs> We've got I the like voice. That. Right. We've got the voice. We've got accountability. But now what? How would we love to interact? How do you and I want to speak together mm. as man and woman? How do we want to engage with strangers and family? And, and all of us, we matter. Each one of us, how we do this matters. And it will create a whole new way globally of how men interact and how we hold ourselves with our bodies and our sexuality. I, I really love that part. Um, well, actually, I love it all, of course, but the, the second part of it, and then what? And then what? Because I think sometimes people, I'm not talking specifically with the Me Too movement, but people in general, they create this synergy, this energy, and they move and move and move, but there's no second part of that or third part of that where what do we do next? Yeah. So glad to hear that you're in front of this, that you are helping this movement and even obviously your own movement as well, which are very, very linked together to be able to find that voice, to be able to create that actionable plan of, and then what? I I think that's, that's going to really revolutionize how we all interact together. You know, I just even thinking about, you know, you look back in history, there's just such a patriarchal aspect of everything is man-based. And it's always fascinating to me. I've come from a culture of very strong women, but very strong men as well. And they've learned to coincide together and live in a very harmonious way. And, but what it was always surprising to me when I read back on many different texts that are old, of course, and even new, and you can still hear that machismo, that patriarchal standpoint that it seems so archaic in so many ways. And it's, it's very difficult for me to read it because it just doesn't make sense anymore. And I always find it difficult to be around individuals like that. I mean, of course, there's nothing wrong with them per se, but just it's different from my philosophy. How are you really helping the world really recognize the balance of that? You can be a strong man and a strong woman. How, how is your sexual sovereignty really creating both elements that both people can be just as strong? Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the premises that's part of my method is that I'm powerful and you're powerful. Mm, and, nice. end of end story. So if if I'm powerful, you're powerful. How are we going to interact? Mm-hmm. What are we going to say to each other? If there's something that we need to say that's the truth and it's difficult, I get to say it because you're powerful. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, actually a really good point. I like that. <laughs> you know, if I have a boundary and I'm like, hey, this is my boundary. Mm-hmm. You've just overstepped it. You're powerful. You can you can hear those words. Yes. And and then, you know, so it's, I think, sovereignty innately within the concept holds profound respect for oneself, which mm. then inevitably you extend that to others. And I think that's what we're, we're needing now in this world is a lot more of a creative orientation mm-hmm. and to understand that as a society, let's say, we're maturing. We're now in a maturation journey. We, we are starting to emotionally mature and to sexually mature. And, and this is new. And so part of that maturation process is what's happening right now. It's like, hey, we can't behave like this. That's correct. That's yes. how, you know, immature behavior looks mm-hmm. like. And no one has a model for the mature behavior. That's why these conversations, they're so exciting. Yes, that, that really is. I mean, you really think about that from a, from a developmental standpoint. A lot of the patriarchal movement or just even how we were acting before, I suppose, I say before this, your movement as well, is that very juvenile, very latency aged 
child, childish interactions. You know, it's mine, mine, mine. I'm better, I'm better. I can lord this over you. And you're right. We're absolutely growing and developing as, as a culture. And it, it's, a, it's such a beautiful thing. Unfortunately, it, it's, um, it's really sad that it, it took this to be able to help us grow. But mm-hmm. I really think that things in life are either a stumbling block or a stepping stone. And I'm really glad exactly. to see that our culture is allowing that to be a stepping stone. Yeah. And I think what's really gorgeous right now, which is dear to my heart, James, is that apathy has been putting people asleep. So a lot of things happen when we're apathetic. Mm -hmm. People are waking up and we're becoming more daring. And actually, daring is part of our name. We would not have survived this intense planet Mm. (laughs) in all the wildness if we haven't been daring in our own nature. And so that's the thing that I'm calling forward and calling out of of people is like, let's dare. Let's dare to say yes. Let's dare to say no. Let's dare to be self-responsible. Let's dare to really go for what our our hearts are calling for. Mm. Let's dare for connection. These things, they actually take courage. And why not? Yes. Well, I think the whole, the, your movement of sexual sovereignty is so empowering on so many levels because once again, it speaks beyond what the, the parts of one's body, it's, it, it speaks the spirituality, it speaks to all these different elements. So I think it really encompasses so many individuals, which really interconnects us even more. You know, some people say, well, I've never been sexually abused before or sexually assaulted before. Well, but your, your sovereignty over yourself, the boundaries that you set, the, the way you interact in the world around you, we're all interconnected and interlinked in such a primal and visceral way that it may not have personally affected you, but you are connected to someone who has experienced that. How you interact with them, how you treat them, how you honor them, how you really empower them really allows for that healing and growing. And then just like the ripple effect, it creates a new culture and a new movement. And pretty soon, like, like we were talking about earlier, it creates this whole new paradigm of the world around us. Now, you've written quite a few books as well. There's The Emergence of the Sensual Woman, The Illustrious Jade Egg. I've written a book with Dr. Christina North which is Women's Wisdom, Women's Bodies, and Secret Pleasure of Menopause. And lastly, I didn't see this one as well, is that with Dr. Rachel Abrams with Multi-Orgasmic Women and Body Wise. So you've written so many books, and obviously the the tonality and the theme are about the sexual sovereignty. (laughs) So it's really neat to see how all these different books are holistically creating a paradigm and a worldview for not only women, but men and, and people as well to really understand the sovereignty of its readers. Yeah, thank you. And it's it's always been a privilege and an honor to contribute to other people's work, this message, and for for those leaders to recognize there's a need for the message. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate any opportunity to be invited to talk about it. Sure. Now, what's what's on the horizon for you? I have a new book coming out. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's on desire, but a very um, unique take on desire where I describe it as an emergent force, something we can deeply trust mm. and actually lean into and how that's been hijacked. This natural ability of ours has been hijacked and what to do about that and how desire can show up in our lives in many different facets. For example, desire to have a family versus desire of rapture, which is really um, spiritual mm-hmm. connection, desire to of contribution. So there's all these different ways. And the end theme for it is we need to be more daring, live life on our own terms and inviting people to uh, really, you know, get back into loving desire because it's definitely has a bad rap right now. Yes, 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 it really does. You use this more the carnal aspect of that without people's approval, of course. And so with that, you're right. It really has a negative connotation at this time. We'll definitely have to have you back when you launch that book as well. (laughs) 
Thank you. So it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show, sharing your, your own story, giving us the insight of sexual sovereignty and, and how it really makes sense in the world around us. And we're, I'm so honored to be a part of this movement that you are creating to really change my own worldview as well and to really help the people around me move towards a more sexual sovereignty mentality. So thank you once again for joining with us. If my listeners would like to find more information about you and all the amazing things you're doing, where would they find your information online? Yeah, there's two places for everyone. So men, women, mm-hmm. dareyourdesire.com, dareyourdesire.com. And for women, there's an actual uh, worldwide membership. So it's an online oh, membership nice. of women all over the world daring together and learning how to be more courageous and learning how to create life on their own terms. And that's the daringproject.com, the daringproject.com. Excellent. Well, Dr. Saida Desile, thank you so much for joining with us today. We really appreciate your time. I've loved it. Thank you so much, Shane, for having me here. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever port you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.